recording. And we're Hello. live. Hi. Ooh, that's a bad hey, angle. Hi. Whoa. Hey, ooh. Yeah, there we go. Angles. Hey, it's the Media Boat Podcast. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Today is Wednesday, April 24th. This is episode 172, I believe. Uh, yes. Because 171 was last week. Yes. Oh, I missed. Uh, yes, I am back in uh, the wonderful state of California, here where we record the Media Boat Podcast. I was in sunny Florida last week. I will not be discussing that, because nothing this week has to do with anything I did in Florida. Oh, uh, wait, were you a Florida man for a week? I was Florida man for a week. <laughs> I saw a lot of Florida men uh, last week. I was next to one in the, on the plane on the way back, too. I- he had the full, like, camo pants and, like, a long sleeve shirt. He was flying out of Tampa. He was like, you know, like the kind that like you look like he could just get up and start hunting? Yes. Like that was what this man looked like. <laughs> if he was and, wearing camouflage, how did you see him? Ha. He slept with his hat down over his face the whole flight. It was weird. Anyways. Anyways, um, anyways we're not here to talk about Florida, man. We're here to talk about the Medieval Podcast podcast or we're not talking about the media book podcast we're doing the media book podcast. we are the media book podcast and that is a podcast in which we talk about movies television video games and music not necessarily in that order but you did that on purpose but some order um every week day week in week out no matter who's missing uh last week you had some special guests yes i had some special guests we had a very extended sports section i bet uh, we had some uh, I, I curated. Forward to it. We had some curated news. Uh-huh. Did Did you get my shout out? I have not listened to the podcast yet, mm. but I will. <laughs> it's on my list. I have a lot of catch up. You do, as you can imagine. <laughs> I have like maybe six podcasts left. I've only knocked out two today. I have a bunch of music that I haven't listened to. I'm, I have a huge backlog because when you go to uh, to on vacation, turns out you don't have nothing but free time. Well, you may think that you do. <laughs> But you never do. Well, the chat welcomes you back. Hey! Hi, guys! Welcome back, Matt. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So let's get rolling into the Media Boat Podcast. We always start the podcast with movies. And we always start movies with the weekend box office numbers. Do-do-do-do! So I was so off the grid that I didn't even know what the hell these movies are. That's okay. Most people didn't, as it was Easter weekend. (laughs) Yeah, so your number one movie is something that I didn't know about until today. Uh, is something called The Curse of La Llorona? Yes. La, La Llorona. It's oh, a Llorona. Mexican. Yes, double L is Y. Roll it. Yes. Gonna roll it. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is your number one film, I guess. Uh, horror yeah, film. Yes. It's a horror film. Okay, got um, it. Well, it made $26 million in its first week, which earned it the top spot. Yeah, this is actually like the record low for an Easter weekend in like... 15 okay. years. Well, yeah, nothing big. No big religious movie came out. Uh, yeah, no big religious movie came out, and no... Family. Nobody family. really put out a film because of what's coming up this weekend. But we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get there. The rest I'm of the sure. box office. Uh, but yeah, Shazam comes in at number two with another $16 million. Mm-hmm. That thing is at 120 domestic. Yeah, it's at 350 375 internationally, or worldwide. Yeah. Breakthrough. Broke through with $11 million in, I guess, its first week. Yes. Uh, not quite a breakthrough, but... Captain Marvel, uh, number four, with another $9 million. That thing has $400 million. Domestic. Domestic. 
Though, if recent rumors and trends are to be believed, Avengers might creep up there in a week and a half. <laughs> Seeing as I heard numbers today that are citing 900 well, worldwide we'll, we'll get, first weekend. Well, let, let's run out the top yeah. five we'll get before we start talking we'll get about there. that. We'll get there. And then lastly, little, little, little. And number five with $8 million. That's sitting at $29 million. In case you're wondering where those Disney penguins are. Disney's nature release yes. penguins. All the way down at number 12 with a measly $2.2 million. This is the lowest for any Disney nature film to be released. I don't think anybody knew this was happening. Um, I think people were... Yeah, I mean... They usually put out something like this around um, Earth Day. Yeah. Which, it was penguins this year. Last year, I think it was chimpanzees. Even before that, was elephants yeah. or cats or something. Regardless, nobody cared. Well, and yes. And this thing bombed. Yes, but I think this could be a good sign as they may relegate all, from now on all Disney Nature stuff to Disney+. Plus. That would make sense. That would be a good call. Yeah, that would make some sense. Of course, and I don't even need to tell you, but this weekend, the big release, and the only release, is Marvel's The Avengers colon Endgame. <laughs> yes, which is yes. the endgame for your colon, as you will not be able to pee until it is over. Yes, it will be a three-hour film um, culminating in the yeah. past... Decade. Uh, people say 11 years because 2008 Iron Man. Yeah. But it's a decade. Yeah, decade and change. Decade and change. Will be resolved, question mark, in this movie. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, exciting stuff. We're going to see it on Tuesday. Yes, we have our tickets. We have our tickets. Uh, we have plans. We, we have made our plans. So by the time we record uh, this podcast next week, we will... Have our reactions to Avengers, uh, spoiler-free, of course, because we know some of you won't see it until <laughs> it hits Disney Plus in November. The chat likes your colon endgame. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Yes. Uh, well. Top of my dome, right here. <laughs> Didn't even practice that one. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's all there is to say about that. Yeah, so, uh, because that will obviously be the number one film. Oh, yeah. Do we want to put predictions on this? I heard people are talking about 300 million domestic first weekend. Uh, Do you believe that? I believe that. This is the... That would be a record, right? That will be the record. Yeah, that will be the record. It will open to the fifth largest screenings, or theaters. Right. Uh, the fifth highest of all time. Yeah. It will... The bar it has to pass is, was set last year by... Uh, Infinity War at $253 million right. for an opening weekend. And everything has been sold out around here. <laughs> everything sold out. Uh, and also, you, you've been seeing articles pop up about certain theater chains doing like late night showings mm -hmm. to the point where it's around the clock showings. Yes. So like, they are doing everything they can to make this the new record. Yes. Uh, Disney is pulling out all the stuff. They've been running ads on literally everything, everywhere. Yeah. As if they didn't need to. Do you want to put the over-under less than three? I kind of want to put it... At three? I want to put it at three. At I think it can million do, dollars? I believe it can do it. <laughs> it sounds insane. <laughs> it is insane. It's 50 million more than yeah. the record it set last year. If we did... 
put the over under, what would you take? Uh, I'd I'd put overs. Wow. Okay. Yes. I will be comfortably in under then. Seeing as when the first Avengers came out, it set the record at the time, right? Which has since been broken, and then um, last year Infinity War came out and set the record for the time. And here we are, 12 months later, about to set the record yet again. Well, uh, from the chat, glad I don't work till 11 the next day. Because <laughs> <laughs> between stagecoach and endgame, I'm going to be passed out so hard after. Yeah, I bet. Yes. Uh, not only that, but this upcoming weekend is the big battle for Game of Thrones. Right. But I will talk about that in TV. Yeah, we'll We're still there. at endgame. We'll We're talking there. about the, the cinema battle for the box office receipts here. Yes, exactly. But we'll get there later. First, uh, uh, before we move into wait, uh, movie yeah, news. I think, do you have anything else to say about Endgame? No, uh, but I was going to ask if you saw any movies before we want to move on. Um, no, I saw Infinity War again. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, critics, uh, speaking of Endgame, I had this off the top of my head. Critics have seen the movie. The premiere was on yes. uh, Monday, so it is out. It is released. Critics are praising this thing, mm-hmm. except for maybe like two. I think the one I saw was from like CNBC Money huh. that reviewed it and didn't like said it was fine for a Marvel film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, but you're a finance magazine publisher. <laughs> what are you doing reviewing this film? Yeah, weird. But from everyone else that I've read that are like in the pop culture or like accredited um, sites, yeah, I want to say. Um, has praised this thing up to the wazoo. I want to put the gauntlet down right now. The Infinity Gauntlet. gauntlet. Damn, that's what I had. No, I had a prop <laughs> for this. I have that Infinity Gauntlet oven mitt. Uh-huh. Right, you I was going to bring it today. Prop. We can use it prop. next week. I'm going to use it next week. Yeah. But I'm going to throw that the gauntlet down. Everybody loves prop comedy. I know. Right? Yes. College uh, favorite. Um, broccoli uh, head. College favorite uh, carrot top. Bro- broccoli head. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll put the gauntlet down now, then say that uh-huh. here we are at April 24th, that this thing will not only break the box office record, uh-huh. it will win Best Picture. It what? Will, we will have a what? Lord of the Rings Return of the King no. on our hands here. No. Yes. I'm going to pick up this gauntlet, <laughs> put it gently down on the, on the pedestal, and say, I'll give you a nomination, but there is no way this wins Best Picture. Mark that, my words, audience. This is what they... That's what they said when Return of the King was out. Yeah. I don't care. This is not Lord of the Rings. Rings. This is not Lord of the Rings. There's a way bigger battle here than I think that was. One, there were only three movies that were wrapping up there. Also, they were based on a very, very, very famous and successful and, like, like... Revered yeah. fantasy series of books. Marvel is still based on a com- the Marvel movies are still based on comic books. Yes, it's just not the same league. It is not the same league. We're not there yet. We're still in a place where that those movies get nominated, but they do not win. I think that's why Black Panther was nominated last year to give Endgame this opportunity to win this. To year. get nominated again and lose. Nom- no, it won't. I'm sorry, it's not going to win. It won't lose. As good as it will be, and I'm sure I'll like it. I'm sure it's good. I, it's not that I'm saying it won't be good. It's not going to win Best Picture. It's not going to do it. I think we have a chat. 
Yes, uh, we do have a chat. Uh, Mike's prop this weekend will be the horse head. <laughs> you don't have that with you. No, that's this that weekend. No, that's this weekend. <laughs> but yes, no, that's a prop comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you'll have lots of comedy. Oh, yeah, we have lots of comedy there. But did you watch any movies this week? No. Okay. I did. Whoa, whoa, I what? I didn't only watch one movie. I watched two movies. Oh, yeah, you were on a flight. Think No. Actually, weirdly enough... This didn't happen on my vacation. This happened after I got home. Really? And they were both on Netflix. Okay. What'd you, what'd I watched you see? two new Netflix films this week. I watched uh, the, the romantic comedy Someone Great with Gina Rodriguez. Okay. And I watched uh, the Beyonce Homecoming uh, film, which okay. is a film version of her Coachella set from last year. So I saw that being advertised yes. everywhere on Netflix. Okay. Let's talk about the other one first. Yeah, because th- that's not really a movie. It's a concert film. You get, you know what you're getting into. Yes. Uh, someone great, however. Uh, so it's a, it's a romantic comedy, but with a little bit of a twist. It's um, during while watching it, I said to uh, the, the person I was watching it with, I was, I said that it was like the film, like a film companion to Ariana Grande's "Thank You Next," not the album, the song. Okay. And what I mean by that is the the theme of this movie is definitely. Accepting that some relationships don't work out, and to uh, basically enjoy what they were as opposed to mourning what was lost. Like, hmm. seeing it as, like, this is a thing that happened, and I, here's how I benefited from it, as opposed to just being sad that it's over. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. It, it, it's, uh, the reason why we watched it was because... It's a fictionalized, uh, like the, the star Gina Rodriguez plays a music journalist, <laughs> and it borrows from a lot of real music journalist experience. Like, uh, this film literally opens with them at a 2011 Postal Service reunion show. Hmm. Yeah, the Postal Service. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, they got such high heights. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And she talks, and, and throughout the movie, she talks heights. about the... Well, like the music, like that she needs to cover, and she works for Rolling Stone and all this stuff, and so yeah, we were like, okay. And the soundtrack is also like wall-to-wall artists that we recognized, um, and so we were like, all right, and it's better than I thought it was gonna be. It's got some pretty good writing, uh, but yeah, it's definitely one of those those movies. If you're not a romantic comedy person, won't be for you. But check it out. It's on Netflix. It's streaming. So. It's a good good thing to watch and cry to. <laughs> okay. Uh, how does this compare to the um, Pete Davidson thing you watched? Oh, this is better than that. Oh, That's okay. cheesier. <laughs> That's more, like, formulaic. This is not as formulaic. This does some creative things. Okay. It's also better shot. It's a different kind of movie. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, Beyonce, uh, if you saw her Coachella set last, last year, which a lot of you probably did, you know what this is. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, like I didn't, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty cool. She it was a very elaborate show. She intersperses it. It's not just the the film, the concert film either. She intersperses it with some backstage uh, like uh, like rehearsal footage, and this overarching theme about like the importance of uh, education. Uh, and yeah, it's really cool. Uh, okay. But I thought yeah, it was one of the uh, better directed. Uh, concert films I've seen in a very long time. Hmm. But it is just that Coachella set. It's just it interspersed footage of both weekends. Okay. Uh, into one. But yeah, it's just that Coachella set back to back. 
uh, uh, like front to back. So yeah, you'll get the Destiny's Child stuff and everything. Yeah, it's hmm. cool if you haven't seen it. Uh, and yeah, it, 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 it sure looked looked and sounded good on this TV. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's what I watched. So I guess that means we can move on into movie news. All right, movie news. Our first story is a little bit of a follow-up to our recurring story about the changes happening to the Academy Awards. Yeah, so they're continuously updating their criteria, I guess. They had that big meeting a couple months ago where Spielberg and a bunch of other directors came in and tried to push the uh, Academy to try and ban streaming services. Yeah, or make it difficult for them to compete. Yeah. So, looks like this is, uh, finally some decisions have been made in regards to this, and not great for the streaming services. Uh, first up, they've, the, the Academy voted to maintain what they refer to as rule number two, which holds that a film must screen in a Los Angeles County commercial theater for a minimum of seven days, with at least three screenings per day in order to be eligible for any category. So that's 21 screenings. Yeah. Um, so, if anyone's wondering... How do I get my uh, movie nominated? You can't just stream it. Yeah. This is this is the final nail in that coffin. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, they have to now play by the rules. Mm-hmm. They have to theatrically release it, which means they have to find distribution partners. Right. They have to find somewhere to distribute this, yes. which actually plays into that other story talk about Netflix buying up one of the old Arclight yeah. theaters. That could be good for them because if it's... As long as it's in L.A. County, yep. they're gold, and they can compete. And L.A. County's pretty big, <laughs> and they didn't say how big the theater had to be. Turns out. So they also ruled that films released on streaming platforms on or after the first day of their theatrical qualifying run will still be eligible. Note that the key there is the, the day of their theatrical qualifying run. Yes. So even if they're released beforehand, it has to be like right before. It, it does not include any of those, like, 90-day windows where between theaters and streaming. Right. It's just, it has to be at least 24 hours prior to on streaming yeah. or same-day release. Yeah. Other changes uh, that are not streaming-related include changing the name of the foreign language film category to international feature film. I think this was long overdue. Yeah, I, it, foreign language doesn't make any sense because it's not just the language that's foreign, it's the entire film. Right. So international film makes more sense. Uh, um, also, but yeah, on top of that, not just the name change, they're actually adding uh, another layer to it, to the nomination selection process by getting some of the Hollywood Foreign Press oh. to nominate films. Oh, okay. That's neat. Yeah. Okay. They'll have something to do that's not the Golden Globes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, The makeup and hairstyling category will be upgraded to have five films instead of three nominated. That's smart. Yeah. I've always wondered why it was three. Seems small. Yeah. But it's good. They'll get those five nominees. Uh, The animated feature category will still be presented even if there are not at least eight eligible animated films. So this was a rule? I didn't even realize this was a rule. Uh, so, no, it's um, eight films to be right. um, into the selection committee. Right. So they kind of relaxed those rules a bit. Yeah. Because sometimes you can't just have all Pixar, Disney, and Marvel stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and sometimes you kind of need nominee stuff that's not maybe up to snuff, like the Minion films or stuff. That, yeah. Yeah. Illumination. Gross. But they said that they will make it a point to put at least eight on the ballot. That, that's interesting. I don't know how that will actually affect the actual it category, won't. though. It won't. <laughs> but it's yeah. part of the nomination process. Yeah. And then uh, also, short film, both short film categories now have the option to qualify theatrically in either New York or Los Angeles County. This means that if you screen in the Tribeca Film Festival, you will be eligible. Will be eligible. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's the main reason they did that. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, scheduling-wise, now that they figured out their, their thing with the Grammys, now they have a date. Yes. So the 92nd Oscars will be held on Sunday, February 9th, 2020. It is currently still hostless, but fingers crossed I'm <laughs> going to get it. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, Media Boat Podcast hosting. <laughs> Never happened. It, it's, a great, it's great for our brand. Never happened. Someday. <laughs> uh, all right, that's yeah. it for that story. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good to have some rule changes, some rule solidifications, and yeah, understandings of what's happening. But yeah, expect this to change probably yeah. next year as well. All right, next up, our second story is about Lionsgate. Uh, favorite, right? Yeah, no? this is not a good story about Lionsgate. No. Well, here we go. Doug Lyman's upcoming film, Chaos Walking which stars Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, and Mads Mikkelsen, was previously set for a March 1st, 2019 release date. Well, that date was pushed back sometime in 2020. That film reportedly costs $100 million and is based on the book The Knife of Never Letting Go. It's a weird name. It is definitely a weird name. Lionsgate was hoping to recoup some of his costs eventually. Well, that film may never see the light of day now, <laughs> as the film allegedly, quote, turned out so poorly it was deemed unreleasable. And that's why we're covering it. By executives who watch initial cuts. <laughs> uh, the film is currently undergoing three weeks reshoots in hopes of saving the project. Several other films Doug Lyman has helmed uh, include Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and Edge of Tomorrow, all of which, by the way, were chaotic shoots. Yes, but all of which... Happens to up make their money. Their money. So this one, however, maybe not. Yeah. At least not in its current form. Uh, it's got a good cast. I mean, those are three really um, yeah. good actors to good get cast. people to see your movie. <laughs> um, I read the synopsis for this film. Apparently, it takes place in a future post-apocalyptic world where people no longer communicate via words, but rather via telepathically. Okay. So no one's really speaking. It's just all acting. But then yeah. in ADR. They yeah. speak by looking at each other. Weird. Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. It's a weird concept. I can see why they're having trouble because, like, they're, they're saying stuff, but their mouths clearly aren't moving. So why? Yeah. Why? Why the voiceovers? It's weird. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, $100 million for Lionsgate Plus because this is what they've already sunk into it. Not including these reshoots, and not including any marketing materials they're going to put for it. Right, right. So, yeah, this could be a big red mark on their um, ledger. Yikes. Yikes. Okay, that's it for t uh, movie news. So that means we get to go right over to television. Uh, any other movie thoughts? I mean, nope, Endgame is just it. it. Yeah, next week we'll be back with Avengers thoughts, that's for sure. I'm trying to think there was trailers... No. Oh, yes, Will Smith has a new trailer out oh, called okay. Gemini, where he plays himself as a bounty hunter. 
who tried to take down himself because he was cloned. It's kind of like the sixth day with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but kind of dumb because <laughs> it looks like they used DAG process, but really looks like it's just kind of shaved. Yeah. But it's. Eh, 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 eh. Okay, let's talk about television. All right. We start television with the sports corner. All right. Not Uh, as long as it was last week, actually, I think. But yes, we will be covering some sports. NFL draft is Thursday. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow, so get ready. Yes, prepare to get drafted. Uh, Talladega. Not the movie with Will Ferrell. No. Uh, The real Talladega. Uh, NASCAR. uh, This Sunday. Yes. Uh, We expect lots of crashes in Talladega. Cool. The NHL playoffs move on to the second round. Uh, your uh, some of your favorites are already gone. Yes, I think the two um, number one seeds are already gone. But if you did not watch last night, uh, whoa, what a game! Well, first before you get there, I was gonna say I was in Tampa oh. uh, while the, when the, the the Lightning lost. Oh, you nobody were. was happy. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was a weird time to be in Tampa. Anyways, but yes, what, what happened last night? So last night in Game 7, um, it was the Golden Knights versus yes. the San Diego Baby Sharks. Not San Diego. <laughs> San, San Jose, Jose Baby, Baby Sharks. Sharks. Yes. Also, it's Golden Knights and uh, the Sharks. Uh, so, the Sharks were down in the series 3-1. In the series 3-1, they were down. Mm-hmm. They won the last two games to tie it. They were down three goals. Um, going in, they're down two goals going into the third period. They're down another goal. Then about halfway through the third period, they get a major. Oh, what's that? A, a major penalty. Oh, so it's five minutes, five minute power play. Oh no! In those five minutes, they scored four goals. What? Wait, but it was their penalty, which means it was no, 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 no. no they were on the power play. Vegas oh. had the penalty. Oh, okay. Sorry. When you said they got the penalty, I thought they got the penalty. No, no, no. no. They were on the power play. They got the power play because yes. Vegas got the penalty. Yes. Got it. Five minutes. Four goals in four five goals minutes. Four goals in five minutes oh, to take a 4-3 lead. Well, no wonder. Like, all I saw of this was I saw the, the Golden Knights Twitter account just tweeted us crying emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what happened to them? So, Oh. <laughs> so yeah, so it's the so they're up four three after this uh, right. penalty, after the after this major. Right. Then, with forty five seconds left, and people slapping the puck, <laughs> trying to get in the net, the Golden Knights score four four, send it into yeah. overtime. Oh no! They go into overtime, and then about like three minutes left in overtime, they're undrafted, recently signed player. <laughs> Who they didn't want to pick up, but they just took, uh-huh. scored the winning goal for San Jose, sending the Vegas Knights, who are up three goals in in Game 7, who are up 3-1 in the series, oh, who made it to the finals last season, eliminated in the first round. <laughs> ridiculous. Hockey is ridiculous. That's probably like the best game of this playoff series. Yeah. Um, if For those of you who... I, I was going through some stuff on Twitter and other stuff uh, about the game, and people who just happened to turn on the game were ecstatic and are now like hockey fans and want to watch the rest of the series. Mm. Crazy. 
Yes, absolutely crazy. Hockey playoffs are the best. So we'll see them as they continue. Oh no, they're they're going to lose the next round to Avalanche, but well, I mean, <laughs> yes, but as the games continue, yes. Uh, then also basketball, NBA playoffs also continue. Yes, they also continue, and one of the favorites, um, the um, Oklahoma City Thunder, eliminated by Toronto Raptors. Uh, oh yeah, Boston Bruins won and. Yeah. Yeah, Game seven's happening. Uh, game seven hype train. Yes, all the Game sevens hype trained. All the sports are happening. All of them. All of it. Uh, but yeah, I think they're both either in the second round or going entering the second round now. So, playoff sports. It's exciting stuff to watch. We're happening. And meanwhile, baseball pokes around. Uh, they, they poke the ball here and there. It's happening. Yeah, baseball is continuously happening. Nothing of note. It's just all baseball. Except for Aaron, Aaron Judge got hurt. Yes, Richard Creator player himself got injured. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for sports then, unless you have anything else uh, to add before we move on. Mm, no, not that I can think of. Off. No. All right, let's quickly um, move on then baseball, before you change your mind. <laughs> NCAA baseballs, Super Regionals are coming up yeah. soon for the College World Series baseball. Oh. Check out your local um, college Check your local team. listings. Check your local listings <laughs> and teams if you want to see them before <laughs> That happens. Uh, okay, let's move on. You have a real quick uh, uh, television story before we move into the two major ones. Uh, Netflix is experimenting with a random episode option on their Android app. I thought I deleted this. No, it's still here. Okay. So what the hell? Is yeah. It a random episode? Yes. Um, apparently someone was um, had the latest update on their Android phone, and they they went to the menu like as, as like deposit. And they saw a button that said random episode. That would be great. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's currently only available for the most up-to-date Android phones and uh-huh. Android and um, Netflix update. Yeah. But it could be rolled out. Apparently it's just experimental yeah. right That's now. That's a really good idea, though, except for the fact that they took off they took off the sh- one show that I would use that would have used that on, which would have been 30 Rock. Oh. Uh-huh. No longer on Netflix. You can use it for Friends, or The Office, or Parks and Rec. Who cares about those? Uh, but yeah, that, that I think would have been the perfect show for me for a random button. Yeah, yes, we already covered that the draft is tomorrow. Um, the Cardinals have still yet to make a decision on what quarterback <laughs> they want. Oh, really? Yeah. They have the number one pick, so they could take yeah. the number one quarterback, Heisenberg, or stick with the one they picked last year in the draft. <laughs> Uh, or, you know, they could both get injured and then they have to go fishing for, like, Blake Mark Bortles Sanchez. or something. <laughs> Same idea. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> How sad is that? That they're in the same league now. I mean, they're always in the same league, but you know what I mean. Yes, I know what you Anyways. mean. Anyways. All right, let's get into our main stories this week. All right, here's our little update, or I guess non-update, about the WGA. Remember that whole thing with uh, with uh, the Writers Guild against the talent agencies? Yeah, so I covered this last week where yeah. the agents, or the writers, started firing their agents. Well, this is going to be a continuing story yeah, as the agents have decided to retaliate. doesn't stop. The WGA simply wants the talent agencies to sign a new code of conduct to ensure the agents do their jobs. Uh, and get the clients, their clients, the best deals possible. But the agencies have responded by accusing the WGA of trying to throw Hollywood into quote predetermined chaos unquote, 
and instructed its members to keep a list of any writers trying to get work without using an agent because it is, quote, illegal, unquote. Those are my quotes I'm adding, not yours. Yes. Um, also, <laughs> well, this is... actually illegal. Uh, no, this is not illegal. No. <laughs> this is just what they're saying. It's <laughs> just what they're saying. Yes. Uh, so just to recap, writers are unhappy with how major talent agencies have been, have been repping them. When confronted with this, the agents refused to make any changes, so the writers fired them. Now, the agencies are saying the writers can, can't do this because, according to them, writers are legally bound to be represented by people who they believe are shafting them. So they're both at odds with each other. Yeah. Who knows when this Which will is end. funny because, like, a month ago we thought they were um, coming. They were talking. They were at the table. They were coming to a deal. That's well, all we heard. They're flipping the table now because both sides are angry. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird because, you know, the agents are only were originally only supposed to get their 10%. and But they got greedy, so they started bundling these deals. According to the agents, they say that they do these deals to not only get their writers more exposure, but to get them more connections. So by doing that, they can get them at a lower cost. But you're their agent. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to get them the best deal possible. <laughs> yes. Because they also need to make a living. Right, yeah. And not getting these backdoor deals or bundled deals. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, of course, I'm going to be biased. I'm always going to side with the writers here. Yes. Oh, no, no. You should, you should not sign with the agents. <laughs> no, <at this>. <laughs> <laughs> they seem like they're being stupid. Because yes. they are. Uh, do note, big asterisk here. This does not apply to all agents. Yeah. There are some agents out there who do good work for their clients. This is for the overall agencies. Call us. These are for the agencies, you know, we, the we big need, corporations. We don't have representation. Call, call, call me. Call me. My number is nine four. No. No, no. Uh, it's, it's a five 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 code. Five five five. <laughs> five 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 five. Okay, uh, that's it for that story. Yeah, we're going to continue to cover this because this is a huge story in the entertainment industry it's right true. now. What is also uh, we're entering summer, which is going to be kind of lol. Yeah. What is lol? What is not a big story, but fun story for us, is uh, a new Jeopardy winner. So we check, we check in with Jeopardy every now and then. Um, There's hot stuff happening. We, we watch it constantly. I've, uh, I've fell, fell behind, and then now more so because I was on vacation. So have you seen this guy play? No, not yet. There's okay. a hot shot contestant oh, yeah. who's catching a lot of eyes, making a lot of money. Contestant James Holzhauer. He currently holds the record now for the most single-day winnings. He won $131,127 in a day. He yes, yes. obliterated a the old day. record of 77000 <laughs> made by Robert Craig. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's like fifty grand more. He currently holds the top six places for single-game winnings and second place for the highest all-time winnings in regular season play. He's made $1,061,664 in 14 days. That is a record... Um, in fastest to do it, well, the the fastest to do it in fourteen days, but the second highest overall. The only records he hasn't broken are, of course, the all-time winnings record of two point five million set by Ken Dennings after seventy-four games. That's also its own record, seventy-four games. And then Brad Rutter's regular and tournament winnings that total in four point six million dollars. Uh, just the rate he's going, he's yeah. going to hit both of those. I mean, we'll see, right? Yeah. Uh, but yes, this is an exciting time to watch Jeopardy. He is this decade's Ken Jennings, I guess you could say. Yeah. And Ken shouted him out on Twitter, too. He said, yeah. like, oh, this guy. Yes. I think the Where quote, was this guy when we had the All-Star game? <laughs> well, yeah, the quote was, I think he was like, I've never seen anybody 
bet that high and actually have the skills to to pull it off. Yeah, is well, I think the way he uh, according it. to him, he he bets it all because nine times out of ten you're gonna get it right. Yeah, I mean if you're this dude. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, it's refreshing to see that, yeah, like a dude that like is, is doing well because he actually has the skills to do so. Well, Not just because he's Austining the board and just bouncing all over the place. Well, well, watch him play and then tell me how you feel. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yes. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, question from the chat. The real TV-related uh, question is, uh-huh. are you ready? Are you guys watching Guys Grocery Games right now? We are. Yes. It is true. It is on our television. <laughs> At least until the, the Angels start playing, which I think just started. Uh, 7.30. Oh, 7.30? Uh, um, I think. Maybe it's a 7.07 start. I will check it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but we need to talk about... Speaking of things we've been watching, did you watch any television this week? Uh, yes, I did. All right. I caught up... A couple of things. Yes. Uh, I caught up on We the People, the ABC show of good-looking people doing lawyer stuff in the Southern District of New York. Oh, that show. Yeah. You mean every show. Yeah, you know that show. Um, I'm watch or yeah watched it uh, for the second season. I like where they're going. I like the characters; they're really engaging. I like the topics they do; it's really engaging. Mm-hmm. The fact that they shoot these things super quick is that they can do these really up to the date, yeah, like topical topics that they cover, and they really just to take stuff from the news to write it and produce it within like a month. Is fascinating. It's impressive. I'm really happy that the show is here. I am not happy that it is when it airs. It's at ten o'clock. Oh jeez, yeah. <laughs> at night, late. It is. It's ABC's ten o'clock late show, which I don't like. But apparently, it's getting good um, rewatch, not uh, like on demand streaming. Yeah. So that's why it's staying around. Makes sense. Yeah. Same. Yes. Uh, the angels <laughs> are on. If you're wondering. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good show. I'm liking all the characters. They did the thing where they were going to kick characters off, but then they realized they were too good, so they brought them back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a fun show. It's definitely good, like, lawyer steps. Baby steps, lawyer steps. Because mm-hmm. these are all new um, lawyers. Or, you know, like, recently graduated, first entering lawyers. I don't know if there's a term for that. Freshman, right. freshman lawyers. Freshman. Yeah, freshman lawyers. Frosh. Frosh. <laughs> They're green. But it's good. I like it. Uh, check it out. I hope this thing runs for a long time. Okay, okay. What else? Um, what else? I have two other things? What yeah, other things? You, have, you have something. I have... I don't think that's me. Oh, I have Abby's. Yes. What is, what is Abby's? Yes. Abby's is on NBC. It's a new comedy from NBC about a neighborhood bar. Call Abby's? Call Abby's. Hey! Um, <laughs> okay. It stars the janitor from Scrubs. Oh, okay. And also the dad from The Middle. That's the same guy. It is the same guy. Okay, just checking. <laughs> but it also stars him. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's about a. It takes place in San Diego, and it's about a army vet uh, who's no longer at active duty and struggles to keep a job, but has all this bartending experience. So decides to open up a bar in her backyard and invites the neighborhood. Oh, okay. Which you know 
it's, it's cool. Except when the landlord of said place mm-hmm. dies and their uh, son inherits the place. And, you know, here comes the new boss in town. And this is where it's a comedy. So think Cheers in a very, very relaxed setting. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. It is all right. <laughs> it's not super funny. Okay. It's not your laugh out loud comedy, but yeah. the characters they have on there are interesting. The dynamic is interesting, but it really reminds me of that TV pilot we went to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, was the it X's? The, the X's? Yeah. Yeah. It has the same kind of vibe where uh-huh. it's not going to like knock your socks off comedy, but it's comedy enough to where. Else, uh, lowest common denominator is going to enjoy it, and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, the jokes are hit and miss, but they are more hit than they are miss. I like the setting of the most. I think the entire thing takes place inside that single place setting, like you would a bar. Yeah. So I don't think they ever go outside. Oh no, they go inside the house a bit. Okay. And they do some, like, oh, like, the neighborhood shots. Right. Uh, but for the most part, everything that happens, all the interactions takes place within the bar setting itself. Mm. Which is cool. I like it. Probably not enough to watch it um, <laughs> weekly Regularly. on a regular. Yes, but yeah. it's good enough. But I like it enough to where I'm going to binge it when, like, five episodes yeah. come out. And just watch awesome. five, five, six episodes. Okay, and then you also have uh, Bless This Mess, which I believe is an ABC sitcom. Oh. Was this bad? This is bad. Okay, so I found this out, I found out that this existed while I was in Florida, and we, uh, my mom was like, oh yeah, I've heard about this, and she explained to me why, So, or I guess a member of her family pointed it out to her that this show existed, because it is about some, uh, a, like somebody moving from... Uh, California to Nebraska, New York, or sorry, New yes. York to Nebraska, which is an experience that uh, my own family, uh, much of my family, has, has done. So they thought this was interesting. My mom said she was going to check it out because of that. But judging by your exasperation, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> so that is the premise. Uh-huh. Um, a couple from New York. Yeah. Re- okay, sorry, not couple. A newlywed, one year sure. married from New York. Um, decides to upend their life mm-hmm. and move to Nebraska because the husband, played by Dak Shepard, which yes. right there, that should tell you everything Dak you Shepherd know about this show. This. Dak Shepard is in this. Um, has inherited this house from his aunt, grandma, mom, something like that. Whatever. He inherits the, the farm, and so he decides that, yeah, we're going to... Upend our life in New York and go live on the farm. Mm-hmm. And you think, okay, fish out of water, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> no. Is it a lot of awkward, like, learning the farm humor? Yes. Okay. It's learning the farm humor. Yeah. It's the fish out of water humor. Uh-huh. It's the, we're the perfect couple from New York. We never fight. Right. We're going to fight. Now we're immediately, immediately going to fight. Smash cut. You know, yeah. Yes. A lot of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Smash cut. Why don't we have any hot water? I don't know. Let me go check. Like, I'm used to the hot water. I'm used to this. I'm used to that. Yeah, this thing writes itself, which yes. is not always a good thing. No, it's not always a good thing. Uh, oh, but the reason I'm really anti this is how they get there to, to, to this Nebraska thing. 
Okay. So one, they're newlyweds. Two, they've only been together like a year and a half. So they're really into like that newlywed, we don't really know each other yet type of face. Sure. Uh, so I'm so they're like, why did you guys get married then? It seems like on a whim. Also, the guy is a music journalist. <laughs> and the girl theme. is a therapist. Uh-huh. Both of them quit their jobs. Uh-huh. Uh, well, at least she quits her job. As says found out in the pilot, he didn't quit his job. He was laid off. Oh, jeez. And so he took this house. He purposely uprooted the family, the, 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 the newlyweds, the couple, to go to New York, or to go to Nebraska because he couldn't handle the lifestyle of New York being out of a job. And he figured that this would be a, a good chance for them to have a new life away from all the distractions of everything. And so he could be like the man of the house, the farmer, the the macho man that, that he thinks he can be. Yeah. And that's just played by Dak Shepard. So you can imagine. <laughs> yes. And that just irked me the wrong way in all yeah. the wrong ways. Yeah. And so... That's just the pilot. Right. Um, the, the second episode was Tuesday. I haven't watched it yet. But I don't know if I want to watch it. No, it doesn't sound like No. It. I mean, I may watch it just to be interested, like, see if this is as bad as I think this is. Because mm-hmm. most pilots, you kind of give, give it some leeway. Yeah. But just from the, the premise of where they're coming from to this thing, I don't like it. <laughs> so I, uh... Watch some uh, television. Yes. Watch a couple of things. Okay, what'd you watch? Uh, well, first of all, I uh, saw a couple of episodes of American Idol. Oh. I have not been watching this season, but my mother has. Okay. And since I was in her... Um, uh, domain. Domain this week, I watched a couple of... So I watched them uh, narrow it down to the last... Uh, to the top Take ten. Take the top ten, yeah. So you watched and Disney Night. And I watched Disney Night. Okay. Uh... Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Katy Perry's still annoying. Katy Perry dresses up. Luke Bryan still no. We don't. We still don't care <laughs> about Luke Bryan. Um, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, nothing to report. I also do though. Uh, I don't like how they at the end of Sundays when they have to eliminate someone, they literally take it to the last second yeah. as if there's a countdown he's so watching, dumb. and then it's like, oh, okay, you're safe. Bye. Bye. Credits. <laughs> Credits. Yeah. It's it's not yeah. Good. Uh, however. I did watch something I was surprised about uh, that uh, I was surprised that I liked as much as I did. Okay. Are you familiar with the FX show What We Do in the Shadows? I am familiar with the Johnny Depp film What We Do in the Shadows. Well, well, sorry, not the Johnny Depp film, the Tim Burton film, the Tim Burton directed film starring Johnny Depp. It's about vampires. So this is also about vampires. Yes. Uh, I believe that before that film, it was actually a yes. soap opera drama, dramedy in like the 70s. Yeah. Well, it has been reimagined. Yes, I have seen the commercials for this. As a sitcom. I, as it probably should be. Yeah, and it's pretty funny. It is? Yeah. Okay. So I watched an episode of this stuff. Like, immediately when I tell you the, the, the creative minds behind this, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Jermaine Clement <laughs> is credited as a co-creator. Okay. As is none other than Thor Ragnarok director Taika Waititi. <laughs> so, with those minds, you can imagine the kind of vibe this thing has. I imagine mm-hmm. hilarious, yeah. 
musicals. It's funny. Not there haven't been any musical stuff yet, but I, like I said, I've only seen one episode. Yes, I'm probably gonna go back and watch though because I think this is only like the fourth or fifth episode so far. Right, it, it just hasn't premiered. been running very, very long. No, no, I've seen them like put out the promos for this as I yeah. watch FX. So let's just put it this way: so the episode I watched was uh, was <laughs> they have the premise. The premise of this episode is that they're trying to meet up with this other vampire that they know is also in New York. Mm-hmm. And so they have to go to a vampire club. And you can imagine yes. like how that goes. And yeah, just all, each of the vampires has their own like weird quirks. One of them has this hat that he wears the whole episode that... That the rest of them t- keeps telling him that it's cursed and he refuses to believe it, but things keep happening every time he puts them on. Yeah, it's so- oh my god! You have to try this this show out. I, I think you'd like it. Okay. When I, well, when I saw like saw like ads for it, I, I dismissed it because the FX kind of humor doesn't usually sit well with me. Right. I mean, you didn't like yeah. the um, the J- the Jay Bershul for show that yeah, I watched. Yeah, I didn't on. like Man Seeking. Oh, Woman. Man Seeking Woman. I didn't. I don't really like. Um, like, I've tried Archer, but it never really stuck with Archer's me. missed more often than it does hit, but... I don't like um, Always Sunny. I like it. So I was it, expecting yeah. not to like this. Right. I actually laughed through the whole thing. Okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna uh, catch up with this. I'm going to watch it from now on, I think. I'll probably... Would, yeah. would I, not this week, because between now <laughs> and next Wednesday, I'm booked. But yeah, they do a but lot. Yeah. Yes, yes, I know. Yes. But yeah, they do a lot with the vampire premise, and it's and it's pretty funny. Okay. So, so yeah. That, yeah, I was turned off because of it was a vampire show. Right, but but it, also it was a comedy. So like, that's eh. what makes it work. Is like I, I think the reason why I like it as much as I do is because it's funny, and then also the vampire stuff is a cool hook. Okay. It like makes it a little bit more interesting because you can be a, you can have like a show about terrible people. But if it's too real, it rubs me the wrong way. But if it's real, if they lean into the fakeness of it all, it's funnier. Okay. Yeah. I'll right. give it a shot. All right. Let's move out of uh, thoughts about television and. Oh, into... I forgot to tell you when we're doing thoughts. Yeah. Oops. Oops. I think they figured that out. Oh, yeah. Now let's talk about cancellations <laughs> and renewals okay. instead. First up, we have a couple of shows on the, cu- on the cutting block here. Chop, chop. Chopping block. Rel. Has been canceled on Fox. I could have called one that season. One season wonder. Uh, Lil, that's uh, by Lil Rel, yeah. the comedian. The Gifted, also on Fox, canceled after two seasons. I think that was the X Men. Right, that's the X Men spinoff. Right. Last Man Standing gets an eighth season on Fox. So you know where Fox is thinking. Yeah, they're <laughs> keeping with it. CBS All Access is bringing back The Good Fight for a fourth season. Okay. I don't know what that is. I think that The Good I, Fight is the, the spin-off the off of to The Good, good Wife. Wife. Yes. It's, it's the continuation of those characters. Right. Um, CBS Proper also uh, renewed a couple of shows. NCIS Los Angeles and NCIS New Orleans will both have one more season. Yeah. At I, least. At least. I didn't uh, look up how, how what they're on right are, now, yeah. but I know it's not as big as uh, Law and Order SVU, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then we have a few deaths. Uh, first up, Henry W. Block, age 96, was the co-founder of H&R Block. Uh, yes, uh, also entrepreneur, but most famous for yes. H&R Block. in the Block. Yes. Uh, Terry Rawlings, age 86, film editor, uh, responsible for Alien, Blade Runner, and Chariots of Fire. Those are some good so films. Quite a, quite a tenure there. Mm-hmm. Steve Golan, age 64, uh, film producer, uh, produced Spotlight, The Revenant, 
Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So some hits there, too. Yeah. Uh, he won the Oscar for Spotlight uh, because uh, right, the because producers get the, producers the, the, are the ones. Yeah, the ones who get the Academy Award. And Lorraine Warren, age 92, paranormal investigator and author of The Conjuring, which later became a movie. Uh, yes, so uh, when they say it's based off The Conjuring and they show yeah. The Warrens, right. that Lorraine Warren is based off a real person, Lorraine Warren, who just died. Got it. And I assume now is a paranormal spirit haunting something. Yeah, probably. Well, that is it for television and cancellations. So I hand this over to you. It's time to talk about music. All right, it's time for music. And we always start music with the billboard. And we always start the billboard. Yep. With the Hot 100. Singles. Yep, all the single songs. What's the hottest single in this country again this week? Well, yet again, for the third week in a row, it is Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. <laughs> yep. Um, that have, you listened to, uh, have you listened to it again? Um, at all? It is being put on the Stagecoach playlist. <laughs> okay, Good, good plan. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> it's a minute and a half, and it's just going to come on. And you're going to go. love it when you're drunk. Just wait. You're going to be drunk, and you're gonna, it's going to come on, and you're going to be like, <gasps> I'm going to love it when he appears at Stagecoach to perform it live. Well, sneaks in. <laughs> Someone always does like a yeah. special guest, so be don't be surprised if he pops up. Or like he'll come out in between two, like two sets while they're setting up, yeah. and just does the one, song, the one song, because it's a 90-second song. Yeah, it's not long. <laughs> no. Uh, number two is Wow, period wow. By Post Malone wow. Number three is Sunflower By Post Malone And Sway Lee mm-hmm. Number four is Seven Rings By Ariana Grande And number five Without Me By Halsey If that at all Sounds familiar It's because it's been that way For like three weeks now Yeah Pretty much But Some interesting things happening In the album chart Yes The Billboard 200 Your albums uh, Number one is, I think, a record. Uh, Map of the Soul, colon, Persona! Yes. Uh, you gotta yell Persona, because it's uh, capitalized. Yes. By BTS. Yep. That is the uh, South Korean K-pop group. Correct. I believe this makes them the first to be made number one. Yeah. For their album. Yeah. Uh, number two, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Question mark. By Billie Eilish. Yep. Number three is Free Spirit by Khalid. Which I understand was number one last week, which means I have to add that to something I have to listen to. Yep. Uh, number four was Ventura by Anderson.Pack, which we uh, reviewed last week. And number five... Vic- <laughs> yes? Okay. Yeah. Me, me and my co-host Ty yes. did that. And number five, Victory Lap by Nipsey Hussle. Still there. Still uh, getting that posthumous yep. bump. All right. Well, what am I listening to this week? Well, I don't know what you're listening to, but Here are the new these releases. are the new releases. <laughs> we have Foxygen by Seeing Other People. No. Remember, we have reverse. Seeing Other People. The band, and then it's the album. We have Foxygen. <laughs> With seeing other people. I don't know why you're struggling with this the last couple times when it's <laughs> always been that way. Well, it's because we do the billboard yeah. as the song and then the artist. But it never they, tripped you up before. I don't never trip you up before. I don't know why, <laughs> like, this past month has been doing that. I blame Whole30. I blame Whole30. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Guided by Voices mm-hmm. with Warp and Woof. Cool. Uh, Kevin Morby with Oh My God. 
<laughs> or oh my god. Yeah. I don't know how you want to say that. Uh, oh, one of our favorites, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> one of our favorite names. I yes. actually have never listened to them. No, I've never listened to them either. <laughs> but it's a great name. It is. Uh, yes, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard yes. with Fishing for Fishies. That's <laughs> a good name. Yes. Uh, we have Liam with The Secret of Letting Go. <laughs> uh, we have Local Natives with Violet Street. Marina with Love Plus Fear, or Love and Fear. That is the band formerly known as Marina and the Diamonds. They have shortened it just to Marie, Marina now. Uh, uh, they run out of diamonds? Wondering. Yeah, maybe. They have to sell the diamonds? diamonds? Yeah. Or maybe they're waiting until their album goes diamond to <laughs> put us back in. Uh, we also have Marissa Nadler and Stephen Brodsky with Drone Flower, which is a great album name. <laughs> uh, Nick Murphy with Run Fast Sleep Naked. That's good instructions. Uh, pink with Hurts to Be Human. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it's that pink. Yep. Uh, Paws, uh, mm-hmm. P A W S. Yes. With Your Church on My Bonfire. <laughs> Rob Thomas, yes, that Rob that Thomas. Rob Thomas. Not the TV producer Rob Thomas, but the Matchbox 20 singer. Yes, the smooth the singer. The smooth one himself. Uh, Rob Thomas with Chip Tooth Smile. Mm-hmm. And lastly, the Cranberries in a posthumous... Well, he's for their lead singer. For their lead singer, in the end. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh... Music news now. News time. And a follow-up. I assume this is the same Britney. I did not yes. actually read it, but yes. I just saw Britney and thought, hey, it's Britney. Uh, it's Britney, but yes, bitch. It is Britney, bitch, and Britney's back. <laughs> At least temporarily, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully forever. Maybe. Uh, Britney Spears took to Instagram on Tuesday to reassure her fans that, quote, all is well. Yeah. After some expressed fears for her well-being. As we noted here on the Meetable podcast two weeks ago, she had personally checked herself into a uh, rehab center. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, she went on to say, quote, Hi guys, comma, just checking in with all of you that are connect- that are concerned about me. All is well. My family has been going through a lot of stress and anxiety, so I needed, so I just needed uh, time to deal. But don't worry, I'll be back very soon. Uh, Spears wrote that she wanted to check in because Things that are being said have just gotten out of control and that she's trying to take a moment for herself. But uh, everything that's happening is just making it harder for uh, harder and harder for her. So don't believe everything you read and hear. Uh, this is straight from the yeah. artist's mouth, not from third-party speculation TMZ. I'm going right. to make stuff up and hopefully it's real. If not, I'll just redact it. Yeah, there was, some, there was definitely some stuff going around. That I heard about, which was like, there was fans protesting outside the the, the institution, that thinking that she was there against her will. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, um, I'm glad she's got her health. I'm glad she's back to at least able to express herself. Yeah, hopefully she's she's doing as good as she said she's. Good. Yes, uh, she didn't say that she was done with right, uh, um, but... her stint, but. At least she's on the right track. She's getting out in front of all this stuff. Because, yeah, if people, if you're unable to say anything because you're, um, you know, no phones, as yeah. they like to do in there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, what else in music world? Well, we mentioned Beyonce in her new concert. Yes. Uh, but we have other Beyonce to talk about. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you covered this last week, but this did technically get announced last week. No, I did not cover this okay. last week. Well, Beyonce's The Lemonade album, which previously had been exclusively available for streaming on Tidal, mm. is now available across all major streaming services, including Spotify and Apple Music. Upon its release in 2016, that's uh, three years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, sources close to the singer said that the album would be a Tidal exclusive in perpetuity. Yeah. And three years is long enough. I mean, <laughs> it's longer than a Kardashian wedding. Uh, by by limited uh, the by limited the album's availability, Beyonce definitely drove uh, download sales uh, to Title. As yeah, uh, well, Title never releases their their streaming data, <laughs> yeah. their, their numbers. But you could assume that because it was exclusive for such a long time, yeah, people. I mean, it did chart right, so they must release some type of data. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, t- uh, her husband Jay Z was happy because of those title uh, subscriptions. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Uh, but it uh, definitely deprived herself of untold millions in streaming revenue by keeping it off the more popular services. Although, is she really that worried about money? Probably not. Yeah. But at least more people will now get to at least hear Lemonade rather than watch whatever HBO put on in conjunction with it. Right, right. So this, uh, as far as I know. Does not include that film that accompanied right. the original. No, uh, though this is just the audio. This is just, it's just the, the, MP3 the record files. itself. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that film still remains a title exclusive. Uh, but uh, yeah, this will allow people to listen to it. Allow me to listen to it. I've not actually listened to it, and it's in its uh, completion. So we'll see. Huh? Well, maybe now you can get a seat at the table. Ha! Huh, that's the wrong Knowles sister, but <laughs> is it? Fair enough. <laughs> Like, yeah, a lot of Beyonce happening this week. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have uh, thoughts? I did not. Like I said, I'm behind on listening to things, so I do not have anything. Uh, I don't have anything new. I have one thing new. I listened to the new Cage the Elephant album. Okay. Um, I was weary going into this thing. Uh, I did not. Like, do they or do they not still need to cage that elephant? Apparently, the elephant seems pretty caged. <laughs> But it's a good sight to look at. It's also a good thing to hear. I was kind of surprised at how much I enjoyed listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a little bit of um, art. It's a little between Arctic Monkeys and like first album uh, Foster the People. Okay. But they make it work, and it sounds pretty good. Um, this is n- not necessarily going to any of my rotation. Uh, of songs, but the album, weirdly enough, works well cohesively. <laughs> it definitely, uh, they definitely have a sound they're going for. Not my sound in particular, <laughs> but if you're into that kind of like new rock, um, reverb, um, synth kind of uh, mm-hmm. albums, it's right up your alley. More um, of my. My kind of rock is like Linkin Park and like the new um, yeah. Panic at the Disco, mm-hmm. like loud arena rock, Imagine Dragons. So this isn't necessarily what I'm 
listening to on a regular basis, but having listened to it, it didn't turn me away as much as I thought it would. Okay. It's definitely worth at least checking out if you're into that kind of uh, stuff. I can assume there's going to be some hits on this album. Uh, Cage of the Elephant is definitely a local, or a, a favorite local here on the radio stations, on the rock stations. But it's, yeah, go ahead and check this thing out. It's not, uh, I would say not, it's not terrible. Something better than that. It, it's not, it's, it's, no, it's better than terrible. Okay. It, it's, it's a good listen. It's a good listen. It's an interesting listen, especially at where rock music is, mm. especially that kind of rock music. Yeah. It's definitely like right in that bullseye zone of this is what's going on now. Mm-hmm. I think that's good, what they did. Interesting. Yeah. Anything else? I did not listen to anything else. All right. Well, um, let's move on. I will on. not be listening to anything new this weekend <laughs> as my ears will be severely plugged with country music. Uh, so, moving on to... Video games. We video, start video games. games. Now, I don't know how much you covered last week, but last week was a really big week. It was a little. A lot week. of crazy stuff happened. Yeah. Between PlayStation Five being all but confirmed and the stuff from that Wired interview, because I didn't know what you covered, I do not have any of that here. Um. No, I did not cover any of that. Okay. I covered the PlayStation stuff. Okay. No, I did cover the PlayStation because it was in conjunction with them announcing their new. PSN ID. This is also why you should listen to our I know, I know. podcast. But yeah, the, the biggest news, of course, was that PlayStation 5 stuff, that Wired story. Yes, the Wired story basically all but confirmed it. But they also did say, don't expect to be at E3 no. this year. It will be next year. Right. Also, and confirmed if it even be called the PlayStation 5. Yeah, we're just all it. assuming it'll be PSV. PSV. Yeah. But yeah. So, to go with the PSVR. But before we get to news, though... There are new releases to be had. Yes, we have two. Yeah, it's a slow week because you covered the big ones. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it's just the leftovers. Yep, we have Fade to Silence. <laughs> For the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Uh-huh. And Final Fantasy twelve colon, The Zodiac Age for Xbox and Switch. This is like a spinoff of twelve. Yeah. has already been on Sony platforms for a while. No big deal here. No, but it's on the Xbox and Switch. Yeah. If you somehow bought those consoles, want to play it again, or never played it to begin with. Yeah, if you somehow want this, it's now available. Yes. <laughs> but we have uh, actual news to cover now. And this is a big story that I'm glad you put it in yeah, here. Yeah, this is a weird one. Yeah. This is yet another uh, update on the wild world of Anthem. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about early development Anthem. As they're still calling it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Developer Bioware is delaying several expected features for its online uh, game, Anthem. Um, those features include the mastery system, guilds, phase two legendary missions, <laughs> weekly stronghold challenges, leaderboards, some free play events, and cataclysms. All of this sounds more like a second game. Or, you know, the game they should have put there in the beginning. Yeah. This is interesting because when the launch first happened, a lot of people were like, oh, well, Destiny had a rough launch, too, and all that stuff. And so everybody was giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's like, oh, it'll probably have the same kind of rollout, or it'll start out rough, and they'll get there with updates. But this suggests a different kind of thing. This suggests that EA is, like, really in 
like crisis mode and it's like well this stuff isn't ready either we have to delay this stuff so who knows when anthem will get better when the content that's supposed to make it better keeps getting pushed back uh do note that this is on top of all the posts about or all the noted bugs about the guns the drop rate the matching system the um the Microtransactions for skins. Yeah. The yeah, and just everything else on top of this buggy game that people literally paid seventy dollars for plus and continue to spend money on, and yet they don't even get the full game. Mm-hmm. This game should not have been released. Should not have been put pushed back and be released. It's like screw. We want to put it out on this date, but make sure you have a complete game first and then push it out. But no, EA, uh, money. (laughs) Apparently they want this, well, not just this game, but also Apex Legends, which has taken a severe hit for EA. Yeah. Like, an additional 50% of what they already lost is gone. It's all just a disaster. And it continues to to be disastrous, as opposed to getting better, which we all thought it was going to. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, EA, what are you doing? What you doing? They're, they're trying to squeeze us for money, and we're, we're on to their games. We're on to their, their games, because if it's in their game, it's in their game. <laughs> That's what they say. And clearly, we're not going to be played no more. <laughs> ha. Ha. All, All right. right. That's it uh, for that story. What's our next story? All right. What's our next story? Square Probably Enix. About. I don't know what we have here for Square Enix, but I have something tangential to Square Enix to talk about. Well, uh, this is a little bit of an E3 story, because E3 is rapidly approaching. Yes, and as we have noted, Xbox, or Microsoft, will be the only big conference there. Yeah, they um, also announced, I didn't, also didn't have this, uh, but they announced the day that they're uh, uh, doing their conference. Sunday! Sunday, Sunday, and Sunday! to Sunday. Uh, so yeah, there will be a weekend show. Well, which previously was reserved for third-party conferences. Now, Microsoft will be on Sunday. Well, yeah, normally it was third parties on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then Monday would Monday be Sony, Sony and Tuesday. Tuesday would be Microsoft. But since Microsoft, or Sony's yeah. not going to be there. Why not? They moved up. But, ooh, all the way up, as opposed to what everybody thought which would they would be taking the Monday slot. Well, Square Enix will also be there, as they have announced... They'll be taking the Monday slot. The Monday slot. That's the, that's the date and time for the E3 2019 presentation yep. uh, on that Monday, which will feature an, quote, exciting lineup of titles yeah. uh, when it takes place on Monday, June 10th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Though Square Enix didn't divulge which titles would be shown off during the presentation, it's safe to assume we're going to see um, Tomb Raider, yeah. Final Fantasy, and Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, probably. Um, and probably whatever that Marvel thing they teased us like three years ago. I would hope that's there, especially they have to. They have to like somehow like like especially with all the the Avengers talk right now. They have to follow up with actually showing that game. The, Surely, right? Oh yeah, this is the time to capitalize on that game that yeah. you teased capitalize. us about. Thank you. That was the word I couldn't think of. Here's why I was pausing there. Come on, capital letters. Capital letters. <laughs> uh, the event will be streamed live worldwide as it happens um, with viewers encouraged to join in the conversation by using the hashtag 
Square Enix E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not the only Square Enix thing we have going okay. on. Okay. Uh, because as of yesterday, the first update for Kingdom Hearts 3 is out. Okay. This includes addition of Critical Mode, New Game Plus, additional photos, additional uh, updated combat system, and... I'm... Oh, so... Uh, oh, well, this is additional with New Game Plus. Um, if, or, there's, so, what I meant to say was, plus, um, additional updates to the gummy foam, so you can uh, actually, like, track, like, what you've already made in the synthesis, uh, what you've already done in the, uh, some of the mini-games, and, like, actual criteria of, like, what you need to complete it. But, um, with New Game Plus, you can now, well, because no game has done New Game Plus before, you can now, when you start a new game... <laughs> Roll over your keyblades. Oh, okay. So the keyblades that you usually get at the end of the game, you can now use at the beginning. Yeah. This includes ultimate weapon, and you can go through and create all the stuff for ultimate weapon again. So you can eventually, you can do it enough times, you'll have all slots of ultimate weapons. Weapons. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. All right. I want to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll play another 100 hours of the game. Probably. <laughs> but um, this will be interesting, because um, Kingdom Hearts 3 will be speedrun at... Right. Uh, summer games done quick. Yes. Uh, this uh, upcoming soon. They have that locked in for the original playthrough. I wonder if because you can now import your new games or mm-hmm. your saved keyblades, if they'll do a speed, a even faster run with the, with new game plus. Maybe, or maybe that'll be like a special like voted on like. Most of the time it thing. is. Yeah. Yeah, like an additional um, incentive. Yeah. Uh, especially like if they can do it a lot faster, like right, let's say, because right. right now it's it's clocked in about three and a half hours to beat the game. But yeah, if they can do it in say thirty minutes, yeah, <laughs> somehow add another little small little. Side. I don't know. That ultimate weapon is pretty dominant. Yeah, and yeah, you get that at the end of the game, but if you're just throughout the entire game, right? Oh, just just, just right. spam everybody. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, um, and then thoughts. Did you play any video games? I did not, uh, but it looks like you did. So you know how much we like um, horsey jockey. Oh yes, pocket jockey. Always. Yes. <laughs> so I found something very similar on my phone. Okay. It's a relatively new game. Only been around about a month, but okay. you play. But it's solitaire right. in a jockey format. Okay. I put this on there because I found it. It's like, oh my god, this is great. This is exactly what I wanted. But, you know, there's no, like, little horsey running. You just have to complete it, and there's no timer. So it's very casual. So it's more relaxed. You don't get to change your horse, though. I just want to play pocket jockey. You know, screw this. This game, it sucks. It's on mobile. I, it's just a solitaire game with yeah. a horse background dropped onto it. You just need to charge I, your 3 I see a pocket jockey, yeah. apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. But, yeah, so I thought, so, no. I thought I found, like, the thing for it. Like, yeah. the perfect mobile replacement. But no. But no, it's just solitaire. Mm-hmm. And then even, like, not all games are winnable. Some of them are really broken. Right. To where, like, you can only play, like, one or two cards. And, like, you can do it nothing else. But just click all the way through. Um, each game costs 500 coins. But you'll only net about 300. And they only give you about 1,500 per day. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. I hate those mechanics. It is. I mean, there's the incentive to buy additional coins so you can continue playing, 
Well, yeah. But no, I've just. Meanwhile, if you like Picross, still going strong on uh, Pixel, whatever the hell. Oh, the Konami Pixel. Yeah. Or, not, or Capcom Pixel. Konami, you're like. That's Konami. Uh, yeah. It's, well, see, it's... I, well, I thought Capcom because I thought there was Mega Man. <laughs> no, it's still good. I've all, I still only uh, I think I'm up to like forty percent of the, all the the possible puzzles. So. So I mean, so you've not paid for anything yet, right? No, still not. And okay. the hints refresh every ten minutes. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, it's still good. It's getting harder as I, I play. I'm now on like four star difficulties, and they can get tricky. So sometimes I'll have to leave one on the back burner uh, until I get a hint and then hmm. come back to it. Okay. It's still fun. It's great for playing. Let me tell you. Yeah. Well, that's cool that you can save your your progress and wait, and yeah. not like get to come back in. Uh, the, how it works is they give you three slots to save puzzles, and then the boss slot. Then a boss fight happens every, like, 30 minutes or something like that. Okay. Or to two hours. I don't actually know how it is. But, like, yeah. So, like, you can leave one and still have two others that you can start. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's like I said, it's the best uh, mobile cross game I've ever played. So good. And it's free. And it's free. And it's free. Yeah. Just All ads. Right. Just add the occasional pop-up ad for, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh game or whatever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> with that... Yeah. We're done. I think we're good. I think we're good here. That's it. All right. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on games real I quick before we go? I don't think so. Um, World Combat 11 is out, but I have not played it. Uh, apparently, do not play that game. Apparently, do not play World <laughs> Combat 11. Okay. Um, because I was reading online about this, and um, the drop rate is okay. terrible. Yeah. Even if you spend. I've heard the microtransactions are off. But yes. I also heard the story is amazing. Yes. If you want so, to play it for the story, yeah. and for a single-player combat, or like uh, co-op... like or just play playing buddy. against your friends. Like, that yeah. all seems fine. It's if you care about unlockables. Yes. That's where apparently people are having a hard time. Yeah, apparently it's like, if you get every unlockable... If you get every unlockable on the first time without any repeats, it will, it will still cost you about $6,000. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, it's a... Uh, and of course, that's not going to happen because of drop rates. Right. So you potentially spend more just to 100% the game. Yeah. So, no. If you no, care about no. that kind of thing, steer clear. But if you don't, like me. It's a fighting game. I want to try it. It's World Combat. <laughs> I want to play that thing. You want some fatalities. I want to play that thing. Too bad it's not on Game Pass. No. Well, all right. Redbox. That's it. All right, uh, plug away. We're done. That's it for the Media Boat Podcast this week. So we'll be back with another live episode next week. You can tune into those on YouTube.com. Just search Media Boat Podcast on the search bar and you'll find us. Subscribe. I did get a heads up uh, on Twitter this week about YouTube changing some things about notifications for subscribers. Yes. And I want to let you guys know this just in case this affects you. YouTube does not always notify all subscribers. They've now switched to only notifying every single time if you've hit the bell icon. Yes. To get notifications. So they put the bell icon about yeah. six months ago as a yeah. test run, and YouTubers ever since then have been saying, make sure you hit the bell to notify. Yeah. Apparently YouTube will now be switching over completely to the bell system. It's kind of like a Twitter thing where it's like, if you follow someone, you think that you're going to get all their tweets, but really, depending on Twitter's algorithm, you might not get all of their tweets. Well, you'll get them in your feed, yeah. not necessarily when they actually tweet them live. Yeah, so yeah, just make sure if you do want to get notifications every time we go live, go live make sure you hit that bell. Also, um, when we go live, we post it to Twitter and yeah. to Facebook. 
Yes, and we have those as well. Twitter, we're at MediaBoatCast. And Facebook, just search MediaBoatPodcast and you'll find our page. If you want to hear the audio version of this podcast, that's also available to you. Just search Media Boat Podcast on any of your RSS feed driven podcast services. Thank you, Podbean, for hosting us also. Yes, thank you for taking our money. That too. Uh, then, uh, other than that, you can find us playing the occasional video game on twitch.tv slash video, uh, video games. No, that's not us. <laughs> twitch.tv slash media boat. And if you want to help us out with money, you can donate to us on patreon.com slash media boat. Donate as little as a dollar a month and that will help us do even more. So, uh, please, please help us out and become our first patron. Someone, please. That's it. So we'll be back next week for another episode, and yeah. now... Next week's going to be a big episode. We'll have yeah. our Avengers, Avengers Endgame review. We'll have a Stagecoach review. We'll have all your music catch-up review. Yes, I think, maybe. We will have the <laughs> Game of Thrones big Battle of the Living and Dead. I forgot to mention in TV that was yeah, coming up this yeah, weekend. Yeah, happening. So yeah, we'll have that as well. Possibly we'll squeeze in a video game somewhere, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But, yeah, all that coming next Wednesday. So we'll be back. See you guys next time. Thank you all for tuning in. Bye. Bye.